So I had a podcast planned for today. Like I do, um, I plan these things months ahead of time, but like it happens sometimes, there's these messages that I need to share with you because I've spoken to so many of you privately that I'm just like, there's just so much pain happening in some of our women and so many struggles that could be avoided. And so today I want to share some heartfelt advice, my personal message to you in hopes that it will touch the hearts and ears and minds of those who need to hear it most. Hello, Thank you. Welcome back to the Mindfulness Misspeaks podcast, where we are helping women go from surviving to thriving. Um, I had the most beautiful call with a sister. Um, it was interviewing. Um, she'll know who she is. Uh, but we were interviewing for internships. By the way, I didn't want to say out for all the women who um, have been sending in all your CVs and resumes. We love them. We're not done going through them because there are so many. So alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, um, certain positions we didn't even even get to start interviewing yet for because we had so many people to go through. So anyway, a sister came yesterday and she's like, I love your mission. And then she said, she said it right out to me. Uh, she's like, listen to your podcast all the time. You're trying to do this and this is what you believe in. And I believe in that too. And I was like, yay, somebody gets where I'm going with this. And um, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, so happy to be back with so many of you to talk about things that we really care about. And I want to say that today's podcast, like I said, 95% of the content I cover is from you guys, but this 5% sometimes just comes from the heart. I've talked to so many of you and I just feel like I need you to hear something that I'm hearing a lot from so many women that I think would really, really hopefully benefit you in Shell Business and Item. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of you who have subscribed. And if you haven't already, definitely do because Ramadan is coming. You want to make sure you get all those pings, those positive reminders in a world where there is constant distraction pulling you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, away from self um you know, correction and alignment with your true purpose. And so definitely, definitely hoping this podcast being part of your journey. I know so many of you guys sent me DMs thanking us for the content, but honestly, you guys build it. Except for today, I will say it is the one thing, um, one of the 5% where I come in and say, hey, I really would like you guys to hear something about this. It means a lot to me because I really feel like we're all going through this or a lot of women are going through this and I'm hoping it helps the right people who need to hear it. So if you haven't already, subscribe and make sure you're here with us. You don't miss a thing, especially because this Ramadan prep comes in and Ramadan, you know, I'll be doing three times a week. Inshallah, isn't that looking forward to connecting with you on those. All right. So today we're going to be talking about, um, a message that really, I feel like is going unsaid to our women. And I'm hearing a lot of struggle and I'm hearing a lot of pain. And just this week alone, I had, um, some consultation calls with women and it was literally back to back to back. I'm not going to say what countries we do serve women from all over. I've had a flood of calls from the UK more than usual. I mean, we've always had a lot of women. A lot of people don't realize that we are um, a US based podcast. We are based in New York city, but a lot of our audiences from the UK, Canada, US, um, all over Asia, Europe, 
and the like. We have, as you guys know, about like 147 different countries, which means multiple time zones. I have sisters on the phone with me at 1 a.m. in the UK. I was waiting for your call, sis. You could hear it in their voice. So, so sweet. May Allah spend with that. I reward them for every moment. And um, last thing I'll say before I jump into this message I want to give you is shout out to all the women who are currently in the five-day challenge. If you didn't catch it on Instagram, I already gushed over you yesterday. And um, some of you might get an email from me today about about how impressed I am with these women. And I love, love, love women that come back to the podcast and really enjoy and appreciate the messages we're trying to put out and positivity. But I'm not going to lie. I love it even more when women actually take action where they like approach me and they're like, sis, that thing you were talking about in the podcast, like I want to actually do that. I want to like stop getting emotionally upset. I want to, you know, actually learn this thing you talked about in a deeper way. I want it like the women who actually take action and it's, it's far and few. So I had this awesome live with the women in the five day challenge inside of the, um, the Facebook group that comes on. Now, mind you, these are just like the bonus ones and really just so impressed, um, with that. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to all the women in our private, um, also our membership, Thrive Muslima. There are so many teams. Shout out to the engagement team, the mentorship team, the welcome team. I was going to give you guys a shout out inside of Thrive, but I'm giving you also a shout out right here inside the podcast to say there are so many amazing groups of women that are doing cool things. We were about to have a cook with me event. We're about to have a game night. We're ha- we have so many fun things planned for this year. I'm really, really excited. So just loving the energy you guys are giving. Just want to say how much it means to me that I'm connecting with so many of you guys and really, really um, like getting to know you so much better. It's kind of like family and that's always what I intended it to be. So alhamdulillah. All right. So let's get into the topic of today. There were these numerous calls that I've had and there was this, how do I say that, this um, common thread in all the calls. And it was like women were calling me up for advice that they already knew the answer to. Have you ever had that happen? You kind of want somebody's advice, but you kind of already know the answer, right? Should I stay with this guy? But you kind of know the answer. Um, Should I make this move? And then they tell me their background content. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you, you know they should know the answer already, right? Should I get a divorce? Should I get married? Should I this and that with my parents? Should I, should I, should I, should I? They, 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 and a lot of times I ask women, like, what can I do for you? Like, what do you hope to, if you've been on a call with me, you're like, what do you hope to walk away with from this call? And majority of them say clarity. Just a little advice just a third eye in the situation, just understanding. And so um, a lot of women I talked to this week, the common thread that came up was them letting people hurt them, just letting it happen. Now, here's the problem that so many women experience, and this is where it's tricky. So I'm not going to pretend it's not. Sometimes the people who hurt us are family. Sometimes it's in-laws. You guys saw me. I did a podcast recently about that. Sometimes it's a spouse. Sometimes it's our parents. Those are the, some of the hardest groups to deal with because we have this obligation to them. But here's the thing. Sometimes we push over the boundaries, that obligation. For example, I've had women that call me up and they're like, my parents are forcing me to marry right now and to marry this particular person because how much am I obligated to them? How much do I have to listen? I had another sister call me up like, um, you know, 
this situation, you know, my husband's going through whatever and I'm trying to put up with this situation that he has. Like how much of this situation do I have to actually put up with? Sometimes the guy has an addiction. Sometimes it's addiction to things that are inappropriate, but like, you know, it's the father of your kids or you've been together forever. You're trying to put up with whatever. And I see this common thread where women are allowing things to carry on sometimes for 10 to 15 years. And it's really hard for me because women call up it means hard for them too. I mean, that's not what I mean. Like it's hard, hard for me, but I'm saying it's hurtful to hear because I love my sisters, you know, like, especially when you, you want well for another sister, like the prophet peace be upon him. He said, you know, wish for your brothers and sisters, but you wish for yourself. So as I'm wishing well for all of you, um, sometimes they call me up and they say things like, you know, I've been going through such and such and such for 15 years. I think I'm at the end of my rope. I can't do this anymore. And let me tell you when you know you're at the end of your rope or things are getting pushed too far because I've had these also happen in the past week or two with calls. I have women tell me that their mental health is in complete jeopardy because of the situation they're describing. They tell me that their soul, that their iman is really weak, really low right now because of what's happening. Now, here's the thing. All challenges kind of, you know, life, like tests, they always push the boundaries of our faith, right? So that's an okay thing. That's a normal thing. That's to be expected. But when you're getting to the place where you don't even want to pray anymore because you're so depressed, or you're just starting to think really ill of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, because you're just like, how could Allah allow this to happen to me? Like, this is what you're talking to yourself. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying this is what you're talking to yourself. Like, how could Allah allow this to happen to me? Um, there's just no way out. This is just never going to end. Um, she's never going to get better. And, you know, these are the things we tell ourselves. So here's the other thing I want to say. And I had this conversation again in the live with the five day challenge group. And again, when we talk about marriage, it's so crazy because, and I'm not even talking about marriage in this one. I'm talking about just like any time you're feeling this, but in particular, because I've been talking about marriage so much with women, um, for like the January theme, it is really hard because a lot of people have these traumatic situations, right? They have this person that they broke up with or they couldn't get over or some situation where, you know, they got separated from someone that they wanted to be with or whatever, whatever, whatever. It didn't work out. Or maybe they, they did this haram thing and they feel super guilty about it, right? We allow these past experiences, feelings, whatever, to tell us things about ourselves that may not be true. Like no one's ever going to love me. Or I'm just not lovable, period. Or I'm never going to find love. There's no one out there for me. Have you ever said those types of things to yourself or heard someone else do that or talk like that? Like, here's the thing about thoughts. And I've mentioned this before in the podcast. They're just thoughts. But crazy enough, we think they're true. We treat thoughts, random thoughts that come across our mind as if they're fact. It is the craziest thing. Once I learned this particular skill, and I did a whole podcast going back and I have a YouTube. I can't remember the name right now. I'm just to be honest, but I've done so many of these and it was um, something in the past month or two, let's say. Um, and it was about how thoughts are things that you can choose to keep or let go. It's kind of like a trinket, right? Like you have something, a memorabilia or something really important to you. And you're just like, I would like to keep this memory or I would like to let it go. Or I would like to keep this thing as something that is real and tangible in my life or something that I do not choose to hold on to, like the pain of divorce or, you know, like, um, a traumatic childhood experience or, and, and unfortunately, because so many of our women, they experience these really 
less than positive experiences in their homes. And I wish it wasn't the case. Um, and there's a lot of things going on, a lot of guilting and shaming. For example, I was on a call with her sister the other day and she was having this problem because her parents are making her feel like she's hurting them or disrespecting them because she won't marry uh, later on or something like she wants to marry now. And like some women want to delay, but she actually wants to marry now. And they're like, you're hurting us. You're shaming our family. You should be getting your master's first. You should. And, and by the way, there is nowhere in the Quran and Sunnah. And if you don't agree with me, fine, find the dalil, show me the proof. There is none that says you have to finish your college degree before you get married. In fact, quite the opposite. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not encourage this. He said if they're young and they have all the signs or the need or the desire and the want and there's two people and they're of good you know, character and religion, whatever, you know, you're not supposed to delay these things. Unfortunately, sometimes our own women delay on themselves and they say, oh, not now. I have to do my career. So career for me has always been important. You guys know me. I am a person who has pursued my career to the top till I hit six figures, till I got the pinnacle of the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Like I went beyond, beyond, beyond where I'd ever aspired to go. It, it wasn't a great place up there. It just isn't. And so I decided to toss it all away after, I don't know what, maybe $300,000 US of investing in school and university and, you know, having all the accolades and the degrees. And I was just like, Psh! threw it all away because you know what it, it wasn't aligned with my core beliefs and I realized in that moment of of discontent because you think it's going to be happy when you get to that place and it just it, it there were so many problems that it created because when you're in a career it, it over it overshadows everything else in your life it's very hard to be a good mom it's very hard to be a good wife and so there was always these two um or three things tugging in all different directions and it didn't make any sense. And at the end of the day as women, and this is not a domestic, like unfeministic, you know, argument. This is just the honest truth. Islamically, our first accountability is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after that, to the ones we are in care of as shepherds of our sheep. And those are our families. And so if you're, if you're doing your career thing or your uni thing at the expense of treating your family horrible, you're not succeeding in life point blank, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So at the end of the day, what I realized is that these just like self checks and balances is really important. So my point to you in this podcast is what are you allowing to happen in your life that you're not taking control of? The things that are making you feel so discontented. Like I said, the thing with what allowing people like a lot of us as women, we care so much about other people's feelings to the point where we will allow things carry on that in our gut we know are not good for us. Now, here's the other thing. I'm going to throw another kind of monkey wrench in the mix. And I'm going to say this to women because I need them to hear it. If you were dealing with a marital issue that is very toxic or whatever. I have a lot of women saying, please sis. They like women love to ask me to do podcasts on narcissism. It's a very touchy topic. And it's something that does have, like, I know everybody loves to label everybody as a narcissist these days, but it's, it's, it's something that really shouldn't be done. Right. And so it's very hard for me to do like these sweeping generalizations. So sometimes I'll use the word narcissistic ish. (laughs) Like, can we really say that's what it is? But there might be like narcissistic tendencies, you know? And so not joking to throw these things around lightly because these are real problems, but I'm just saying it's, it's really hard, right? Women have these things you want me to talk about, but let me just say this. 
I want women to know, walking away from this podcast, you are in full control of your life. I know it might not feel like it. It might feel like, oh, no, you, you don't understand. Like, I would be in control of my life if my husband hadn't put me in the situation or if my in-laws weren't like this or if, like, my money situation weren't like this or whatever, whatever. Like, you are still in control. Allah is in ultimate control. We all know that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of all things. But your life is a summary of your choices, and the quality of those choices determine the quality of your life. I'm going to say it again. The quality of your choices determine the quality of your life. If you're constantly choosing things like allowing people, that's a choice, allowing people to talk to you a certain way, allowing people to take advantage of you. Like I have women that are like, yeah, well, my husband does this and this to me. And they tell me about it. I'm like, well, how long has he been doing that? Five to 10 years. I'm like, okay. But, um, like why does, why do you think he's able to do that? Some women will be point blank cause I let him, well, I guess, you know, I'm kind of very easygoing. So he probably knows that. So he pushes the boundaries over and over. And I'm like, you know, and so for sometimes, and I'm, I'm not crushing on husbands today. I'm trying to say people can only do to you what you let them. So there has to be a point where you say to yourself, I'm tired. Now, here's the tricky part. I kind of touched on it in the beginning. When it comes to husbands and parents and things, we have this sense of obligation, the sense of respect, the sense of enduring. But there is a point, like I said, where it becomes dangerous. So for me, for example, in my divorce where I had to walk away the first time, it, and I'm not advocating divorce, I'm just giving you a life experience, um, it came to the point where it was gravely affecting my iman. And it was so toxic and dangerous. I was worried for my children. See, these are the signs, the, the flags that say, go get some help. Now, even if your help is to DM me or do a 15 minute free call with me first, just to like bounce some ideas off. If it's to go to your imam in the local masjid, if it is to, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying girlfriends aren't great, but I'm just saying, I want you to get somebody educated. Like for example, there was a sister who called me up just this week and it was like, there's a couple actually regarding legal matters, right? So I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to answer legal questions, but what I do is I give them nasiha and like, here's some things I think you need to seriously inquire about. Okay, go to this person and get this information from this person. Here's some questions you need to ask this person. Because a lot of times, you know, women are like, they'll deal with something for 10 years and be like, I'll be like, oh, so when you spoke to an imam about this, like, what did he say? And they're like, imam, I've never spoken to an imam about anything. I'm like, whoa, you've never taken any scholarly opinion about any of this? No. Well, how have you been making decisions on these things the whole time? Well, I've just been feeling it out. You see, that's the whole thing. And then they're like almost suffering silently. So if you have allowed somebody to do something to you, I don't want you to feel bad about it and guilty about it. like, oh, I'm a horrible person. I'm so weak. Like, don't go there. It is what it is. You know, it happened. Move on. Like what I want women to see is that you have a buck in your hand, right? Your life book, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to end up taking that book and showing it to you. But right now the pages ahead of you are blank. You don't know your story, but a lot of us have written in our story horrible things about ourselves. I'm a survivor of abuse. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm not saying those experiences. I'm not trying to minimize those experiences. They're horrible experiences that I don't wish on anyone for the sake of Allah that I love you as like my sisters in Islam. I'm trying to say is we choose to allow them to define us like this. I'm the character in the story and this is my baggage. And then that's 
the best I can get because this is my history. And then we limit ourselves, and we, we don't write the next pages the way they were meant to be written. Like we have so much more to offer. You have so much more to offer. You have so much good that you can bring into your life if you would just allow the negative things that have happened to you to no longer define you and who you are and how well you think about yourself. And if you would no longer allow people to push you into uncomfortable boundaries. I did an IG post at one point that was people pleasers. And a lot, so many of you identified, so many were like, I'm telling you the flood of DMs when I put up that post, I was like, subhanAllah. That one and another one was um, the rage cleaning. Oh my gosh, you guys were like, that's me. So what that tells me is so many people are suppressing their real feelings, right? They're not really saying how they feel. Well, I'm not a good communicator. So learn how to be a communicator, sis. See, that's the thing. We're already identifying. Well, I'm not a good this. Well, I'm who said, see, one of the things I've also taught in a really long podcast, I feel like I got to bring back is the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And having a growth mindset means uh, okay, let me tell you fixed mindset first. This is what you don't want to have. A fixed mindset is when you say, I'm the type of person who, and then you label yourself. I'm always late. I'm bad at math. I'm not a good speller. Um, you know, I'm always unorganized. Like, why are you labeling yourself like that? Okay. Yes, you might have a history of having done those things in the past, but that is not your character. That is what you're choosing to stay like. If you choose to be different, then you can. No, sis, I can't. You don't get it. Spelling's just not my thing. Math's just not my thing. Look, it doesn't have to be your thing, but you also don't have to be as bad at it as you're claiming you are right now. Like I was, be, I'm going to be honest, I was not into math. I was very much a um, like a history buff and um, literature and English. Like I just, I love, like I'm that side of the brain person. Science and math was not my jam at the time. But then once I learned about growth mindset, which the difference is a fixed mindset says I can't do that because I'm this type of person, that, 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 that. You've labeled yourself. Labels are not helpful, right? But the growth mindset person says, I can figure that out. I just haven't done it yet. So if you have not added anything else positive to your repertoire today, what I would love you to do is say to yourself, anytime you have a problem, in the future. And I do this with my teams all the time. Like, oh, you know, this is crazy. This is so hard. Oh, we're going to get around this. This thing, you know, like we have tech problems. We have every kind of problem. And I'm just like, guys, there's a solution. We just haven't found it yet. And they're like, oh yeah, growth mindset. I'm like, yes. So let the, let the problems come. They're going to come. And we're going to make dhikr and we're going to make da'a. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to show us a way out. But he's just like, he wants to test our patience. It's okay. He wants to see our grit. He wants to see our sincerity. That's part of the package. So as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, that's part of the package. So yeah, you have a difficult problem with your parents right now. And you just like can't see how it could get any better. No, you don't know my dad. My dad's like that. Like, I get it. But here's the other message I want to leave you with today. Other, And I said this a little bit in the in-laws one, but I'm just going to drag it on over to life lesson for any situation. People can only, this is two messages or three messages I hope you take away from this podcast. One, people can only do it to, to you what you let them. Okay. Your um, choices, like I said, your life is a summary of your choices of the quality of your choices. That's another message. And the last message I want to say to you is that you have the ability to do so much good, but you might just be limiting yourself because you're believing every thought that comes through your head. And so don't create a world around yourself 
that is built on fear, that is built on limiting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah can't do that for me. I'm never going to find a spouse. I'm never going to be able to get past that. I'm never going to heal. I'm never going to this and that. And my dishwasher's going crazy behind me. Can't I can't help it, guys. <laughs> for some reason, I'm hiding in a quiet room because um, everyone is sleeping. And I'm trying to do this very, very early in the morning. And such is life. And here we are. But seriously, what I want you to walk away with from the podcast is that you have so much power to do so many things, but the longer you allow people to limit you with the way you allow them to treat you and you don't speak up and you don't say anything, you don't learn how to communicate, you don't learn what your options are, all those things, it's going to continuously keep you in a perpetual cycle of being stuck. When you get stuck, you start to feel depressed. When you feel depressed, you start to not want to do ibadah, do worship. You start, I'm going to pray. I want to make da'a to Allah anymore. What's the point? Astaghfirullah. It's the truth. I'm not judging the sister. I'm just saying it happens to the best of all of us. But the good mu'min is going to be mindful, muraqaba. He's going to be, or she's going to be constantly aware. So for example, one of the things I teach in Ramadan coming up, so just get your mind prepped. We're going to do real, I just was on the phone today actually with a couple really, really great women. They're going to come to the program and Shalva isn't that. I don't want to give their names out yet. And really excited about working with them to help you guys get prepped for Ramadan. And Alhamdulillah, but I mean, you know, we were just talking about like, yeah, how hard it is for us some sometimes to keep track of how far we're getting off track. So that's why I have these exercises I do all the time. I go my um, journaling in the morning. I check my planner a couple times a day. You guys, I hope you guys have been following us on YouTube. We have a ton of videos that we put up around like getting better for the new year, like more on track, like healthier habits. Uh, I did a meal planning one. I hope you check out. It was one of my favorite secrets secrets because so many women do the whole like meal planning bulk this i'm like look i i'm so busy in my life i don't even want to plan anything but i do want to be planned not gonna lie so i want to be organized but i want to organize and plan as little as possible does that make sense so i i don't know if that's you but i don't like to plan over and over if i don't have to so i found like always like what's the faster way i could do that like what's a better way so i just released a podcast call um i think it says never meal prep again I hope you check it out because in there, there's um, a free PDF. And uh, in the PDF, I give you like my secret to how I do my meal planning where I just plan like once and done. Like it's, it's, but it keeps it super fresh and like, I'm, I'm not a boring person. I get really bored really fast, to be honest with meals and stuff. I'm kind of like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of bougie in that way because I've traveled the world a lot and I know all the awesome food out there and all those amazing countries. And so I'm always like, oh, I want to have this and this and this, but I make it easy. I make it fast and I make it seasonal and I make it cheap and I make it like everything that a mom of five needs, like delicious and fast and easy. Right. So alhamdulillah. anyway, you can check it out, but the biggest thing I want you to know today is that I feel all of your pain that you're going through. I've talked to so many of you and I'm seeing this constant thread of us allowing people to do things to us. Then we're feeling super stuck. We've been in it too long. We don't let go. And we're making choices based on emotions more than logic. And Islam doesn't need you to be stuck. Okay. Just because you're a wife doesn't mean you get to be treated horribly all the time. You can go to a mediator. You can get a third party. You can talk to your parents. Like there's so many things and there are cultural dynamics. I'm well aware and all these different cultures. Oh no, I can't do that because listen, there's going to be a point in your life as a woman where you have to stand up for Islam and say, look, 
my 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want me to be um, treated in this manner. I know by Islam. And a lot of women, they're not even sure about their treatment. They just like, you know, my husband, he's using the thing that says all women are obedient. Like, yeah, women are obedient. Okay. And men are supposed to be awesome providers. Is he really providing? Um, men are also supposed to care about the emotional health of their, of their children. Is he doing that? You know, and it doesn't come a point of putting one down or the other. It's a, it's a point of accountability. A lot of the times the women come to me, they don't have accountability for the other person. Their parents are not being accountable. Their spouse is not being accountable. So they just kind of suffer in silence because they're super sweet and understanding. And here's the thing. That is good, but none of the strong women in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, just sat around and moped around and did the, they were women of impact, which is what I hope for you. And they did that by creating resolutions, creating solutions to problems because they had a growth mindset. They didn't call it that then, but that's basically what it is, where they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get depressed over things because the mu'min is always thinking, well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the good believers thinking, well, of Allah and thinking there's a solution out there. Allah hasn't showed it to me yet. I haven't haven't figured it out yet. Let me work hard. It's not going to drop like a manna from the sky. I have to put my two, you know, my my effort in. So my message to you is: don't. If you feel horrible right now, don't stay there. You might need more information. You might need a little boost to self confidence. You're more than welcome. For example, because I'm covering a lot of these types of things: how to build your confidence, how to do many things. In the five-day challenge, I put the link below. I also have it if you want to DM me. A lot of you guys have been using our WhatsApp. By the way, we do have a WhatsApp. Sometimes women think it's my personal WhatsApp. I don't have a personal WhatsApp that I have out there. I have a, um, like a, they call it like a business line, but it's basically just for the brand here. And it's my team on there and they pass messages and so forth. But um, the most part, it's like, it's not a way to like get advice for me. I know some people get thought with that, but it's like to get access to a lot of things that people want to know how to find the links to and stuff like that. So anyway, a lot of you guys have been coming on there and asking for it. So yeah, we do still have seats, but the thing I really am working on now with women is getting over fear, limiting beliefs, building our confidence, really important skills for women. So if you want to join us, I'm doing that. I'm doing that from now until about February 7th in there when I finish the bulk of the challenge or the 6th. So get on in there. And I just want you to know if you're going through that, you're not alone, but you have more power than you know, and you just have to make those choices. I hope you guys have an absolutely beautiful weekend. If you are listening to this, I'm either in a plane to Texas or I have already arrived in Texas. So if you go on my Instagram, you will see probably in my stories, my travels, I'll show you what's going on over there. I'm going to be exploring. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit shy because Texas is known to be a little rough around the edges for the Muslim community. <laughs> I know a lot of Muslims live there, but I also know they said since the last election, it's been a bit rough. So we'll see how it goes. Keep me in your thighs. I'll keep you in mind. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.